0: As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel wanna know, and they wanna know now. This is obscurity now. now, now, now.
1: And what's up Obscurions, welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history, or tossed into the black void of obscurity never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and I'm one of the hosts, and with me, he's the creator of the Awful Waffle himself, it's...
2: It's hell. Steve. I told you to keep that uh, under wraps. Sorry, the world needs to know. We're we're a news organization here. (laughs) You you don't know what you what you've unlocked. It's going to be on the next uh, edition of Elon Musk's Twitter files. Uh, Is that a real thing? Yeah, like nobody cares about it. He thinks he's like exposing all these like secrets (laughs) of uh, you know like government officials asking for stuff to be taken down. It's like, but nobody's really caring except the people that uh you know care about what billionaires do right uh, right i hear you i hear you well no, no one's reading these twitter files and going i'm changing my world
1: view well i'll tell you one thing that people care about well i assume they care about if they grew up in the 90s and that is a little show called salute your shorts uh <laughs> yeah what's uh what's your history with salute your shorts
2: Oh, um I watched it uh pretty religiously uh when it was, you know, on uh television during its initial run. I uh yeah, I have really fond memories of it. I do remember being bummed out that it only had a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, that I, you know, in hindsight, we probably should have covered because we're covering the first episode like we always do. Mm -hmm. But in hindsight, I almost feel like maybe we should have covered the second episode with Zeke, the plumber, (laughs) because I I do think that that's the most famous one.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I mean, it seems like people do remember old Zeke just because they uh, he uh, haunted their dreams or lived in their head rent free, as uh, people say these days. Uh, I was actually going to say we should have gone maybe a half step back and done the unaired pilot. Did you take a look at
2: that on YouTube? I did not know that that was a thing. No, I, I fired up the old Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my Star Trek streaming service uh, <laughs> that happens to also carry Nickelodeon shows. Right. So that's where I watched them. They 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 didn't list the unaired pilot.
1: Right. Well, that's because you can go on to YouTube and uh, watch it for free. So I'm sure there's no money in it for them. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. There's a uh, Michael, like the actor who played Michael, isn't there? It's a completely different um actor, and the show is called like. It was called, like, Welcome to Bunk 13. It wasn't called Salute Your Shorts. Uh, yeah, there's... Oh, I thought so you were going
2: to say something like it was called Wave to Your Pants.
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> Wave to Your Pants. Hmm. That is not as uh, catchy as... That's not as catchy. But even... And I, I just want to get your thoughts. Like, what are your thoughts on the title of the show, like, Salute Your Shorts? Because, I mean, obviously, uh, we're going to see in the cold open that, I guess, when a new kid shows up to camp... You like ransack his bag and hoist his uh, boxers uh, up on a flagpole. I mean, what if it is a uh, is a woman? Like, do you do the same to her? And also, like, well, Steve, women can wear shorts. Well, yeah. All right, so. We're saying it's just
2: short shorts and not undergarments, is what you're saying here. No, it's underwear, because Michael does say, oh, it's my, what's my underwear doing on the flagpole?
1: Right, right. So, I mean, I'm just saying, if it is a woman who's showing up new to camp, what do you hoist up onto the flagpole?
2: Uh I I, I don't know. I mean, the girls, I, I, I don't know, Steve. I feel <laughs> like any answer will be problematic, and uh, I would rather not have to deal with the consequences. That's... And. I think we should just move forward. Uh, and I do want to mention S- Stadium Arts, aka Stry is in the chat. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Mm-hmm. Uh, please don't report anything you've heard the last thirty <laughs> seconds to anyone. <laughs>
1: hey, he's a he's a trustworthy obscuria, and I know he's not gonna uh, he's not gonna rat on us for anything.
2: <laughs> I know. If any if anything, Stry, you're part
1: of the problem by listening <laughs> to
0: the show. So thank you for so you're just
1: as guilty. Thank you for enabling us, Stry. Thank you very much. Uh, but no, okay. So basically the point of that question is all right, do you think salute your shorts is a kind of obscure dare i say obscure or confusing title for for this show or at this point it's just grown
2: on you and it doesn't matter you know i didn't think about it as a kid Mm. but it really like doesn't make any sense no No, it doesn't (laughs) uh like i get that it's you know an opening line or whatever in the or a line that's said during the opening the cold Mm -hmm. open of the show but It doesn't, like, scream, hey, this is a show about kids at a camp, at a summer camp. No, and I remember I used to, like, uh,
1: you know, make the mistake. I'd be like, hey, uh, do you want to go watch Camp Anawana? And then another kid would be like, "Uh, don't you mean salute your shorts? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. And furthermore, I guess we might as well dive into, have you ever gone to a camp, uh, like a summer camp or anything similar to Camp Anawana?
2: No. No. Uh, well, that's not true. I did get sent to, like, a few, like, Christian summer camp things. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know we already railed on the Christians <laughs> quite a bit last week during Bible Man, so mm. Bible Man did not make any appearances. I guess Aww. Willie Ames was too busy living that secular Dungeons & Dragon lifestyle Divorcing still. his wife. Uh, divorcing his <laughs> wife
1: slash computer. T- yeah, divorcing his wife <laughs> slash computer. Uh, but no, it's funny you bring that up, because, like... Yeah, I mean, I never went for like a week or like a whole, you know, month or summer long. But yeah, there was one time I went to like a, it was like a weekend uh, Christian, I don't know, Bible camp or something like that. And much like yourself, there was no Bible man there. It was very very disappointing. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like watching uh, Salute Your Shorts, did it make you want
2: to go to a camp like that? Kind of. I mean, I always wanted to go to one as a kid, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't. I, I don't think I know anybody that went to a summer yeah, camp. Yeah, me either. I, do you? Maybe. Yeah, it's just. Uh, maybe it's I, a. I feel like it's like a rich kind of,
1: uh, at least upper middle class kind of a thing. Right, right. There's that. And I don't know. Maybe it's just a different generation or maybe it's a little old fashioned or something. Or depend, maybe it depends on. I mean, on... they
2: were definitely like a
1: thing yeah, in the 80s and 90s still. Right, right. Or maybe it just depends on the. I don't know, the region of the U.S. you live in. I I
2: was just going to say the same thing because, I mean, we're living like in Florida where there's already like lots of outside activities that are done regularly. So the closest thing to like a secular, I guess, uh, (laughs) non-Christian camp, you know, a camp that Jesus wouldn't set foot in Mm -hmm. was uh, Nature's Classroom, which I know that that wasn't really like a summer camp, but, you know, every day you got like bust to, did, did you have Nature's Classroom? I never heard of it. Never heard oh okay so it's a thing they do it in florida mm-hmm. uh where they bus you to like this like i don't know this like naturey forest area and there's like a bunch of like summer camp type activities that you do mm-hmm. and you're basically there all day like you would be at school for a week uh but you're bussed there back and forth you don't stay overnight oh i see i see well but these summer camps like it, it's like literally the entire summer and camp Anawana and I was like, man, that sounds so cool. You get to be around other kids right. and not ha- not deal around your your bogus parents. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you uh, set up
1: uh, a little pranks for not only the other campers but for that no good camp counselor. Ugg. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, I wanted to go to a summer camp and make a lifelong friend that I can never yeah. see regularly. <laughs> right. <laughs> have your, have your heart broken
1: early as a teen or preteen. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sounds great.
2: Sounds awesome. Steve, I don't know why, but I keep getting lo- I mean, it's not a huge deal, but I just think it's funny because you're about to change the view in OBS anyways. I keep getting, like, lower and lower <laughs> as the show comes I on. I haven't noticed. Maybe it's my seat, actually. Maybe it's yeah. like- <laughs>
1: I'll raise it really high. Yeah. Raise the raise the roof. Oh, it's never this high. Um, Okay. That very Shivani of you. Um, uh, I got to be the tallest. (laughs) There you go. Um, Well, yeah, before we jump into the show, just a few short announcements. Um, The other reptilian media podcast uh, theme park legends that I run where I interview people who work in the theme park industry. There was a new episode for that available. And also, we have to talk about our, uh, I don't know, celebrity <laughs> run in on Twitter with um, Michael Ray Bauer. That's uh, Donkey Lips himself. Uh, a friend of mine uh, forwarded a, a tweet about this episode to Michael Ray Bauer, Donkey Lips himself, and he actually <laughs> replied about it. Um, kind of a so should i even mention it i mean it's on twitter so anyone can read it
2: well you you've already mentioned it yeah basically he was like ah no thanks you know i don't want to listen to another podcast where the pod the hosts are like i i get i can't remember exactly what he said so i'm paraphrasing and i apologize if i got it wrong but basically you know another podcast where someone's like the hosts are like j- taking jabs at me or trying to make fun of me which i thought was like not weird that he said it. I thought it was weird that there's podcasters like making fun of him because he's great in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I thought that was odd too. I was like, who's. Who's ragging on donkey lips in 2023, or even in like the 2020s, <laughs>
2: like, yeah, or even in the 90s? Like, like, like he's super entertaining. Yeah. Like, uh, as donkey, most lips, of so. the cast is,
1: and uh, yeah, I've, yeah. But hey, it's uh, at least he knows uh, we exist. I invited him to come on the live stream, but he said he wasn't available. So, I mean. Fingers crossed that he actually listens. If he doesn't, hey, that's fine. At least uh, <laughs> we got to interact with... We're, we're,
2: we're definitely fans. We're here. we're big fans of it, Michael Ray Bauer. It, it's funny because when you showed me the tweet, you said something like, yeah, we'll give him the Rob Liefeld tweet. I'm like, well, Rob Liefeld was mad at yes. us. So I... <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought he might be mad
1: at us had he listened to the episode. He might be, but he never did. Oh,
2: oh that's right. That's right. He was mad at the... Um... Just the 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 thought of us making a joke about yeah, him. Yeah, making I guess, fun but, of pouches. He yeah. wasn't like he wasn't. J- but Rob Liefeld it was because he wasn't just like uh, concerned. Like like, uh, and I apologize. I forgot the uh, the name of the actor. Michael Bauer. Mm-hmm. Like is like very reasonably like, hey, I've seen this kind of stuff before. I don't want to like deal mm-hmm, with it, mm-hmm. which I, I get if he's had bad experiences. But uh, then, uh, but Rob Liefeld was just like angry. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, he he announced to <laughs> for, the for room. No he's, he's like, I'm angry that anyone's talking about my, my very public art. Right, yeah, <laughs> he
1: announced to the Facebook group. He was like, is anyone listening to these things? And by then, like, it had already gotten, like, quite a few likes. So <laughs> apparently someone was, and I, like, I jumped in there and tried to do some damage control. And with that classic line, we're both big fans, Rob.
2: <laughs> Which is true. It like, is we true. Are, I mean, it, you know, we made a few jokes here and there, but, I mean, for the most part, like, we were very complimentary about how, like, distinct his art is. Mm-hmm. Like, like genuinely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he's a very... Know,
2: he, he's got a style that's, like, very much his own, and, he, you know, that's not easy to do in the comic book world. He's a very fragile 50-year-old man. <laughs> I yeah. guess. Just let me take you on a date, uh, <laughs> Wow. Let me let me let me take you to Top Golf. <laughs> then we'll go for a horseback ride. Maybe maybe a nice dinner. Hey, well, you know, we'll see where things go, have... Rob. Maybe maybe I'll unbutton your Levi's five oh. days and button up jeans. <laughs> well, then, a- God, after... if nobody knows anything about Leifeld or like the Levi commercials he did, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, is well.
0: This
1: a- after you unbutton that, you'd have to unbutton all of his pouches as well. Um, but... Oh, God. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, enough about the awesome yeah, Rob oh, yeah, Liefeld. Please, let's
2: move on, because if Michael Bauer is listening right now, he's like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't come on hey, this he show. Could, he could be a huge fan, just like us.
1: All right. So here we go. Uh, we're going to the obscuratron. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, Alrighty, um, so uh, salute your shorts. Ran for two seasons, total of twenty-six episodes, and premiered June first, nineteen ninety-one, and lasted all the way till September twelfth, uh, nineteen ninety-two. And uh, here's a synopsis for anyone who was, you know, actually. Just born like, I don't know, what, 15 years ago when Slew Shorts was no longer on the air for whatever reason. All right. Sure. A group of kids at a summer camp run by the herd but never seen Dr. Khan form friendships as they spend time harassing buffoonish camp counselor Kevin Ugly. Lee. And uh, when you started watching this and I mean, did you just completely forget about Dr. Khan? Because I know I did.
2: I completely forgot about Doctor Khan. Uh, he's pretty funny, though. Yeah. I uh, I don't I don't know how I forgot about him. I wrote a couple of like the one liners mm-hmm. that he had, but yeah, I, I completely forgot. And I don't think they ever show Doctor Khan. It's always only from the the speeders. Yeah. The he might as well be Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. Um,
1: <laughs> but um, there is a lot of sort of like trivia and little tidbits um, that I'm sure we won't have time to get to all of them. But one of those tidbits is. Uh, Dr. Khan was originally supposed to be Ben Stein. He would have been perfect for that, but. Oh, I could see that. I, I bet yep. they couldn't afford him. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we're watching uh, season one, episode one, which is titled Michael Comes to Camp. Uh, and uh, here's a synopsis for that episode. During his first day of summer camp, Michael understands what occurs. At Camp Anawana. My God,
2: that is a terrible synopsis. <laughs> I really got to stop. It sounds like a horror. Yeah. Like it's going to be like a horror show. He understands what occurs at Camp Anawana. It's like it was
1: written by like a, I mean, for lack of a better term. I mean, someone who doesn't speak English is their first language. It's really weird. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but uh, okay. So Michael basically, he gets the lay of the land of what happens at Camp Anawana. Um, and yeah. Uh, it was, uh, Your Shorts was created and also written by one Steve Slavkin and some of his previous work, uh, which he also, he's usually a writer. Uh, he wrote, uh, like a horror whodunit movie called Cutting Class, which looks like it actually might be worth checking out at some point. He wrote an episode of Extreme Ghostbusters, which I still want us to cover someday and Power Rangers Dino Thunder, which, eh, we don't ever need to cover that. Um, are you familiar with any of that stuff? <laughs> uh, I mean, some of it,
2: but not the last right, one. Right,
1: right. And uh, this was uh, directed by one uh, Peter Baldwin, uh, no relation to the Baldwin brothers. Uh, this guy is basically a uh, sort of TV legend. Like, his first directing credit was the Dick Van Dyke show, and he just yeah oh, wow. worked steadily like all the way into the 2000s. Uh, so I picked out <laughs> some classic uh, um, TV shows here that I'm sure you love, including Alf, uh, Webster, the already covered
2: by us, Small Wonder, and uh, Block. Did you know that Blossom. like Webster, it might be the finale, but there's like a Star Trek episode of Webster. I think I brought this up before. Oh, I and yeah, I think you did. Worf himself shows up. <laughs> And like Webster is on like the bridge of the Enterprise D and everything. It's it's weird. Yeah, we, it's wild. Yeah, I've talked about this before. We got to cover it. Yeah, we
1: need to do that along with. Um, oh shoot, I just completely forgot another one of the things that you mentioned that has. Oh, the the space thanks, thanks, Steve. space Family Matters that you were talking about.
2: Oh yeah 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 the the finale of Family Matters where like Urkel goes to the moon or mm-hmm. something. I can't remember exactly, but right. Honestly, we we should just do a. Family Matters podcast that just covers the last season, because it's bad <laughs> Well, I guess once we get tired of all the other
1: stuff, then uh, maybe we can do that. But, uh, oh, just a quick little side note, since we mentioned ALF, uh, they're finally getting a Blu-ray release of Project ALF, like the the TV movie, Oh, where, yeah, I know How you're excited. How aroused
2: were you? You must, have, you must have given your wife some good loving that <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, hey, I always do.
1: Always. <laughs> Um, so, as I mentioned, um, the, uh, Steve Slavkin is also the pretty much sole writer of um, Salute Your Shorts. And uh, that pretty much uh, does it for me. I uh, want to tell us who are some of the uh, actors in uh, Camp
2: Anawana, a.k.a. Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Since we already kind of talked about uh, him a little bit, uh, we'll start off with Michael Bauer, who plays Donkey Lips uh he's still actually got some stuff uh in the works looks like he was in a miniseries just this year called daisy jones and the six Mm. um but yeah he's got uh, quite a few other like credits that i thought were kind of cool he was uh he did some voices for star star wars the old republic video game and red dead redemption (laughs) wow Uh, which and halo halo 3 odst (laughs) And if, there's a few other like video games that he did voices for, which I thought. I'm just. Was pretty n- I'm now
1: imagining like Donkey Lips
2: as Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> they should do a DLC for mm-hmm. that. Um, okay, so up next we've got Megan Berwick who plays ZZ Ziff. Mm. So that's uh triple Z or Z I guess <laughs> for short. Uh, but uh, oddly enough, you know, she didn't really have a lot of acting credits. Mm. Um, just three of them, besides Salute Your Short, she was uh, on an episode of Full House, and something called The Positively True Adventures of the Alleged Texas Cheerleader Murdering Mom. Wow. That sounds awesome. That is a mouthful. Yeah. It's a TV movie, mm. uh, oddly enough, so I don't know, but we, we might we might need to watch it. Bo Bridges is in wow. it for some reason. <laughs> Boy, he must have been uh hurting for a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, like Holly Hunter and Bo Bridges look like they're the two big names uh in that nice. one. But uh anyways, up next we've got oops, lost my notes here for a second. We've got Trevor Eister who plays Sponge Harris, mm. although he's credited as Tim Eister. Um so he's like the the nerd. Mm. Uh Trevor uh has uh not done any acting at least that's on imdb since 2015 but he had quite a few things in 2015 and 2014 uh mostly shorts um he was in something that sounds like we would cover called alligator Two: the mutation oh i know that Uh, oh yeah (laughs) wow i didn't realize he was in
0: that wow
2: so he's in that uh up next we've got venus demilo thomas uh who plays telly redford uh venus has uh still you know, it acting, she's got quite a few credits She's a tennis here. player, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> tennis player. Yeah. Uh, so she had a movie in 2022, some other things in 2020 and 2019. So uh, she was in The Bold and the Beautiful from 2000 to 2002. Oh. And this is not a Star Trek connection, but it almost is. She was in one episode of Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction, hosted by Jonathan Frakes, a.k.a. Commander. We're going to have to himself. cover that show someday. Yeah, Oh, dude, I, I actively watched that Yeah, show. me too. Next I thought it I was just, good. I throw it on randomly on Tubi. It, it's good <laughs> stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> up next, we've got Heidi Lucas, who plays Dina Alexander. Or was it Dina? No, it was, it was Dina, Dina Alexander. Right? Okay, so she uh, stopped acting after 1997. Um, the only other thing where she had like a lot of uh, regular appearances on was a show called Hypernauts. It's like a TV show. Uh, then we've got Danny Cooksey, who I remember him from Pete and Pete, uh, the adventures of Pete and Pete. I don't know if you remember he, that was like another Nickelodeon show. He was on show. Pete and
1: Pete. Are you sure?
2: Yeah. As what? It's literally in his IMDB. Oh, okay. Hey, what do you mean as what? He's Pete. He's one of the Petes. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, how about that? Yeah. That, that, now you've got me questioning myself. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah. No Wait. Oh, wait. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was somebody else that was on Pete and Pete.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. They all have red hair. They all look alike
2: to you, but I'm <laughs> they pretty all sure to me. Danny Cooksey is not one of the Pete's. Uh man, somebody is a one of the Peets. Somebody was on that show because uh, I saw it earlier when I was looking up, and now I feel like an, <laughs> I shouldn't. And I didn't. I didn't make a note of it because I was like, oh, I won't forget this. Yeah. But um, anyways, so he plays uh, Bud Nick, who's kind of like the Bud Nick. I'm sorry, Bud Nick. Yeah, Budnick, who's kind of like the, the lead bully. i going to move. He's been in a bunch of stuff, actually. He was one of the more active guys, mm-hmm. uh, actors from the show. He's got. Uh, <laughs> he's got. So I was just reading the comments that uh, State of Arts wrote that he thought I was saying P to P. And he's like, wow, that's racist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's got like a bunch of credits, like voice credits um, for animation to his name yeah, i
1: see that he was in um uh, did you ever play that game mad world i loved that game i think i watched you play oh it's a black and
2: yeah, white yeah man right? that's from back in the day for sure yep yeah and then we've got steve larkin oh excuse me steve Slavkin, mm-hmm. who also plays the voice of dr Khan. oh
1: uh, real quick um, for
2: um for budnick
1: you, just, you have to mention that he was in terminator 2 like that's like the one big thing that I remember him from,
2: at least as a kid, I was like, Oh my
1: God, it's Budnick in Terminator two. You
2: oh, remember that? Okay. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I, no, I don't remember him being in Terminator mm-hmm. two. Um, he plays Tim Terminator two. It looks like I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: all. like, he's like the
2: friend of, um, you know, uh, I can't remember his, name. <laughs> uh, Connor, but well, this is a very professional, well-prepared You know, I, uh, I, 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 I think, uh, Michael Bauer made the right choice. Oh, no, <laughs> wow.
1: It's the same level of professionalism we always give,
2: which is some. I One of these guys was on Pete and Pete. Wait, was it Michael Bauer? Now I'm wondering. Was it Michael? Oh, man. Let me see. I I, I, I got to double check here. Oops. Oh, God. What just happened? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, all right. It is not him. Okay. I get it. Uh, People, and gingers finally, all look
1: alike to you. I
2: get it. It's Okay. <laughs> finally we've got well in the credits it also says that like henry laster is in it playing kent flankman i'm assuming he's the kid that gets almost gets the awful waffle Mm -hmm. at the end but uh then we finally we have kirk bailey who plays kevin ugly the camp counselor uh unfortunately kirk i think we talked about this a few weeks ago he did pass away um last year and he has quite a you know, pretty long list of stuff on his uh, IMDb. Uh, he, but more importantly, Steve, Uh-oh. he was in Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. But but, but, he was also, and I remember because I actually recognized him when I saw him on there. He was um, on, an, on an episode of Star Trek Voyager playing the father of one Annika Hansen, a.k.a. Seven of Nine.
1: What? He's the father of Seven of Nine? Oh, yep. that is awesome. All right. Shall I run it? That's it. Ah! Oh no! We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah! But that's man. It's too bad he passed away. It'd be so great if they they brought him onto Picard, and he's all like old and I am I'm your father, seven of nine. And then he like you know slips on a banana peel or something. <laughs>
2: so yeah i don't know why i thought like somebody from this cast was um absolute your shorts was on pete and pete because i'm looking through and uh i I don't know one of them must have like a guest spot or something on an episode i told you why because you're racist against gingers it's okay (laughs) (laughs) anyways in the chat we've got detroit retro gamer thanks for joining he said zeke the plumber yeah we were talking uh how maybe we should have actually covered... Well, I was saying maybe we should have actually covered Zeke the Plumber, the second you episode know, I, I, of the show, just because it's the most popular. Right.
1: I mean, but I put a picture of him in the thumbnail. I mean, at least it's going to... Oh, well, that's just <laughs> as good as covering it. <laughs> it's all the same information, right? We're just... Uh, yeah. But no, that's a... We'll save that one for Halloween. How about that? We'll do that as a, as a Halloween yeah. episode later. Um, so
2: stadium arts commented that i probably think gingers grow in the ground like roots <laughs> do you <laughs> well i i don't want to incriminate myself any more than i already right, have right. So why don't we just move so on to you're gonna the, get uh, uh
1: canceled by like the american ginger society after this episode
2: nobody takes those people seriously whoa those people <laughs> you
1: heard it here folks all right let's uh let's do this thing so uh uh, we're outside. It's daytime, and a camera pans over a wooden sign that reads Camp Anawana. And below that sign is a banner that reads "Welcome to Camp Anawana." And you hell, did you know that Aunt, uh, Anawana is—I don't know—I don't know if this is the correct like vocabulary term, but Anawana is kind of like a anagram or something of a kid saying "I don't wanna." Like that's where he came up with the idea. It's like. I don't oh. want to go to camp on a one That's pretty clever.
2: <laughs> I actually did always wonder where that came mm-hmm. from. So, okay. Oh, there you go. And you're, 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 look at you being prepared with the, with the fun
1: Yeah, things. I'm not over here spreading misinformation about people who were in Pete and Pete and who weren't. Uh, <laughs> but all right, moving on. So uh, Dina, one of the campers, uh, instructs another camper, ZZ, on how to hang up the banner. Uh, someone yells that a bus is coming. And then they also, I guess it's dinner. Someone says, "Okay, the the banner's perfect now," and just as the just as the bus drives directly through the banner, uh, and then uh, we get a message on a megaphone from Dr. Khan welcoming everyone to Camp Aniwauna, the happiest place in the universe. It's like ooh, almost uh, infringing on like Disney's copyrights. I, I love it. Uh, And that all the new campers need to report to the lodge for bunk assignments. And a new kid, Michael, steps off of the bus. Uh, He tries to ask Ugg, the counselor, who's just sort of like meandering in the background where the lodge is. But Sponge uh, takes him by the elbow. Um, He's a current camper. And um, he tells Michael that he made a huge mistake coming to uh, Camp Onawana. Uh, Michael says that it wasn't his choice. Uh, Sponge replies, it never is. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, at Sponge's delivery, I don't know what it is about it, but like, he like made me a legit laugh out loud several oh, times. Oh, man. I laughed uh, frequently
1: throughout this episode. And yeah, me yeah, too. Me too. It really holds up, but we're already saying too much. Um, so, yeah, Sponge was uh, great, and most of the cast is. But anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, the bus pulls away, uh, revealing one uh, Budnick and Donkey Lips, who are basically the two camp bullies. Uh, Budnick shakes Michael's hand, says that he's like the welcoming committee for Camp Bonawana, yeah. and then he pushes Michael over the crouching back of uh, one Donkey Lips. Yeah,
2: give give him the old
1: school boy. Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like. That's what see, from. before I learned that it was called that, me and my friends called that move the 310. Did, have you ever heard it called that before? Uh, no. no.
2: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't think anybody whoa. called
1: Why did you guys call it the 310? I don't, you need to take the bass out of your voice, mister. <laughs> well, well, I don't, we'll see. Explain to me. Why is it called the 310? I don't know. That was just what my friends called it. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Oh, Okay. Yeah. You, you just went along with whatever they just following orders. Oh, huh? oh
1: yeah. Just like you and your <laughs> hatred for the gingers. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> hey, I don't. I don't hate them.
2: I just they can. They, I'm perfectly fine with them. Just keep them out of my life. You know. <laughs> you were... Maybe maybe we put maybe we put them in their own. Camp. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just workshop.
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say keep them out of public schools, but uh, yeah, okay. So uh, Budnick and Docky Lips, they grab Michael's bag. Um, they, you know, ransack it, take out his boxers and hoist it to the top of the flagpole. Uh, Zizi, Dina, and uh, the yet unseen uh, Telly see the boxers and they all giggle. And Dina mentions that a new kid must have showed up at camp. Uh, Michael says to sponge like, you know, what should I do like, you know, run away and never come back and sponge says click your heels together and salute your shorts Uh, And so we get the title of our show Uh, What were your thoughts on the cold opening here?
2: Uh, I really liked it. It's a fun little open. You, You get a few good laughs um we get the reason for the name of the show i guess and back to what you were saying earlier i guess they just always hang up somebody's clothing it just happens to be shorts in this case is what I'm right thinking. right uh mm-hmm. but uh yeah i really liked it what, what,
1: what did you think oh i uh, agree
2: 100 percent. it sets up uh the world of this camp uh, quite well um i mean the kids all have like uh the actors all have pretty good chemistry with each other oh, yeah
1: um uh, everyone's uh pretty charismatic uh what are your thoughts on uh
2: on Michael himself. Um, oh, you, So he's the one that you think is uh, the, the weak link yeah. in the cast. Inter- you know, if, if I remember correctly, uh, this was his first acting credit oh. on IMDb. Okay. So he may be one of the lesser experienced ones. Mm. Uh, but I actually thought he was fine. Um, I didn't have a problem with any of his lines or delivery of them. I would say like if anybody was going to be and and I hate to even say like anybody's like a weak actor or the weak link in the cast, because these are kids mm-hmm. and historically, like most kid actors, you know, they're not good. This show is the exception where just about everyone's pretty mm-hmm. damn good in their mm-hmm. roles. Um, I would say maybe Venus de Milo, maybe um, oh, I, I thought she a couple times. I she was fine um, for them. Oh, I don't think she's mm-hmm. bad. I, I was just saying like if I was going to say maybe who I thought maybe was the weakest Mm -hmm. her i mean but don't get me wrong like her worst delivery is better than anything i could do uh (laughs) yeah i mean you're right i I mean everyone's like good it's just uh
1: like michael compared to the rest of them is just a little lesser
2: than um and i mean i I would say maybe at least in this episode maybe he's not like as charismatic as the other ones Cause a lot of these other kids like have like a lot of charisma and on screen mm-hmm. presence, but I think part of it too is like he's the new kid, so he's supposed to kind of you know maybe not be comfortable so I think maybe that's part of it so for me at least it works. right
1: i mean uh he you could also make the argument that he's the guy we're seeing the the world through basically so that's a good point yeah too. so he doesn't have like a whole lot of character just yet, but he does get replaced in the second season so You know, there might be something going on there. I don't know. Um, But uh, let's see. Uh, Moving on here, the theme plays. And the theme is written by one Ed Alton, who uh, basically is a a seasoned uh, musical TV guy. He wrote uh, music for JAG and NCIS and Suddenly Susan and, I mean, this...
2: So so he he went from salute your shorts to jag the uh, natural transition. <laughs> well, I mean it,
1: he had a your few transition. things in between there. I just sort of picked out like you know the uh, the hits, if you will. Uh, I mean this is a I mean a classic theme that lives in I'd say every '90s kid's head. But uh, what uh, what do you think about it? Just the
2: yeah the theme in the opening. Oh, the theme song was awesome. Mm. Like I remembered it like as soon as it started up like it all came back to me. It's super catchy. It's really entertaining for those that haven't seen it. Basically the kids themselves like sing like a camp song about Camp Anawana mm. with ug on the piano and they kind of like mess up the lines. Like there's like the thing where like Budnick instead of saying like, you know, you'll never I'll never. My heart will never be apart from you. He says, like fart or something really loud. Yeah, and he says, uh, I mean, and
1: how many? That's so realistic. I mean, how many times did you use the word fart instead of something else? In like, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, everyone is singing out of tune. Um, Like they, they're all really kind of. Oh, I don't want to be doing this, uh, which is just one hundred percent realistic for uh, for kids of that age. And uh, did you notice that, like, whenever. Ug was like singing by himself. That uh, that weird um, like Indian carving is like moving around in the background.
2: <laughs> no, I did not notice. I mean, that. I think
1: I think I used to notice it back then, but it really. I think the idea is that you know they're again they're pranking him. I mean, it's all about the pranks uh, in uh, at yeah, yeah. Camp Ottawa. So uh, yeah, classic theme. Uh, moving on, Michael enters the bunk. Budnick welcomes him to Bunk 13. Uh, Budnick then basically introduces him slash uh, us, the viewer, to the other characters, uh, one uh, Sponge and Donkey Lips. Uh, He puts Sponge in a headlock and quizzes him on, um, you know, just random
2: sort of, uh, you know. Yeah, he says something like, yeah, he's like a computer. You you squeeze him and as had an ask him you know whatever and he'll spit out like he asks him to like multiply like some like big mm-hmm. numbers yeah, his, and he spits it out to like the eighth decimal place or something yeah, his
1: brain soaks up information like a sponge and then he introduces donkey lips and donkey lips is just like i can hawk a loogie like 40 feet and like mike is, <laughs> do you remember what michael says
2: uh, i can't remember he, he just what says he say? your mom must be really proud oh that's right
1: that's um, right. she was really proud. I
2: mean, And again, like the delivery from donkey lips of Michael is like so good yeah, the, and very realistic. You know, it feels like, you know, the a lot of times with these kids shows, uh, I don't think that Colodians is as guilty of it as some other ones. But, you know, you, you can tell that an adult wrote the show and this is what some like out of touch, you know, 45 year old thinks kids talk mm-hmm. like. And here, that's not the case. Like, the dialogue, for the most part, comes off very natural. I mean, this is,
1: uh, like, peak Nickelodeon. I mean, of course, for people yeah. of our age, of course, we're going to say that. And this is before it turns into, you know, uh, we're trying to be, like, the Disney Channel Nickelodeon. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. more on that later. Um, so, this part, I thought, was... Uh, Pretty risque, at least here in 2023. Me too. Me Budnick too. Budnick opens his uh, chest and he says, "Oh, we've got, a or you know, like a, a trunk, basically." Uh, like he opens his chest. Yeah, that not.
2: Yeah, he's not. Op- his he's not opening his chest like it's not bursting he, open like he an he alien. He exposes his black
1: heart. Uh, but <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, he opens like a trunk and he's like, "Oh, we've got great reading material," and it's clearly like a, a girly mag. Um, and yeah. he uh, he says. And this is like a weird.
2: What's that? Yeah, it was so weird. He says, "Like, I'll tell you what. For like fifty cents, I'll hold the magazine for you and let you look at it. For a dollar, I'll let you turn the pages."
1: <laughs> it's like, wow. So it's a dollar <laughs> fifty like per page to to like read the girly magazine. Why would you want to stand there as he reads it? Like,
2: <laughs> that's. Well, and, and I suspect there wouldn't be a lot of reading going <laughs> exactly. on. <so. laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that could get a uh, real, <laughs> real awkward. Yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad the the joke didn't continue. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was funny and it was like really unexpected uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he shows Michael
1: to his bed. There's a big stain on it, which I mean seems very accurate. Uh, uh, he looks at a cleaner. He Michael looks at a cleaner bed. He's like, huh. I bet you guys rigged this up. No, thanks. I'm just going to go ahead and take the stain bed over here. He lays on it, and then it very slowly falls to the ground. Like, collapses. Yeah, so, I mean, man, old Budnick, do you think he rigged
2: both beds? Like, he's just so sly. Probably. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say there's a really funny line here before he chooses a bed because he's asking what the stain's mm-hmm. for and um you know sponge tells michael that oh that's where uh the, the, there, was, there was a dead raccoon in here so michael's like oh is that stain where the raccoon died and sponge says no that's where he's suffering like that's i mean <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert so dark. yeah it's
1: the the writing is so good because like i mean there's a the term subvert your expectations is thrown around a lot these days usually to describe yeah. Really terrible blockbusters, but I mean, that's what it really does here because I mean, they could have just gone with the straight, oh, yeah, that's where the cr- uh, raccoon died, but no, no, old uh, Steve Slavkin, I believe that was his last name, he uh, he zigs when you think you're gonna zag and uh, and just sort of catches you off guard, and it's just so good, uh, and then. After the bed falls over, Donkey Lips and Budnick, they deliver. I remember this line. I think it's used a lot throughout the uh, show. It goes, you're roasted, mm-hmm. toasted, and burnt to a crisp. Uh, yep. So uh, anything else to add for that scene? No, no. Uh,
2: pretty pretty good scene. Yeah, for sure.
1: So uh, let's see. Uh, uh, cut to exterior shots of the camp as Dr. Khan announces he wants everyone participating in sports or outdoor activities, including one Dina Alexander. And now we are inside the girls' bunk where Dina herself is applying, um, you know, uh, nail stuff to her fingernails, (laughs) nail polish. That's what it's called. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's not called nail stuff. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Dina says she can't put a glove on because she's drying her nails. And then uh, Zizi shows up and she asks if she's going to do anything this summer because uh, she already made these crafts and went on a nature walk. Um, then Telly shows up and says she can't wait to play ball because her arm is feeling good. And she um, shows her uh, pitcher's mitt and she like punches it. Uh, and then Dina asks Telly if she's going to go out in public wearing those glasses. And Telly says she needs them to see. And uh, what are your I mean, this is kind of an important scene doesn't feel like it, but can do you know why?
2: Uh, Do I know why it's important? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, because the glasses become like a plot point later on. But uh, yeah, this is like one of several times where they set something up uh, and pay it off later, uh, which, again, you don't see a lot in kids shows. Uh, there's a, I'll get to it later, but there's a really funny joke later. Well, I thought it was really funny that, that they set up really nicely too, but yeah, I thought this was great. Cause like they establish here that, uh, you know, you know, Tilly's like the athletic one mm-hmm. that maybe she's a bit of a tomboy and that she needs these glasses to see, uh, you know, they just do a really good job of establishing all the characters here. The, the, the female characters right off the bat. Yep. Oh, you,
1: you nailed it. Yep. Great character work. And it shows us. Like, their stuff, which is going to get um, taken uh, later on in the episode. So, uh, yeah, you pretty much nailed it there, partner. I think the gingers might forgive you after all.
2: Uh, so, uh, now they're on the... I mean, you're the one that keeps calling that. You know, my best friend growing up, one of my best friends, he was a redhead. <laughs> what? Oh, so... Dude, I just pulled the... I have lots of red friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, that
1: makes it okay. Is that what you're saying? I'm making it worse. I'm making yeah, it worse. Yeah.
2: I will uh, I will give to some red-haired fund after the <laughs> right. show. Uh, A public
1: apology. That's the least you can do. All right. So uh, yes. cut to uh, they're on the baseball field. And uh, counselor Kevin Lee, a.k.a. Ugg, announces to the group of campers, but he will be their counselor this year. And, uh, and this is great. Uh, he, uh, oh, first off, they all begin chanting Ugg Lee. Ugly over and over again, hence his nickname uh, Ugg. And uh, Ugg gives some uh, pretty funny lines here. He says, uh, You keep the body sharp and you never miss the point, Uh, which I mean, is just a stupid line that means absolutely it's so like nonsense. But it <laughs> so works for him because, like, he's a guy who yeah, yeah, really tries does. so hard to be serious, but he's really just a massive goof and uh, it's just awesome.
2: And uh, do you remember the other thing do you want to say? Uh, I'm sorry. I just want I didn't want to forget to say hi to Smoke Monster, who's also in the chat here. Uh, all he said was ha ha ha. <laughs> I don't know what that's in reference to, but do I remember what? now? Uh, he, he says something else before
1: that, something about like, uh, I agree with the Greeks of um, ah, I don't remember. There's no point in bringing it up. I don't just... remember the
2: line either. But I do remember Budnick saying something like, oh, why don't you tell us another exciting story about how you failed out of like gym uh P E teacher college or something like yes, that. Uh,
1: and that is and, that is the next scene. Uh or not the next scene, but next line. And then he says, drop and give me twenty.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And again, and, and it's not like so much that that joke is funny mm. or whatever, what but Nick says, but it's such like a thing a kid his age would say, especially in the nineties, like I don't know. It's just really spot. And on. it's pro- yeah, it's probably true too.
1: <laughs> so uh now they're out in the ball field actually playing ball. Malcolm says, Malcolm, Michael says he wants to pound Budnick. And by pound, he means fight him. I guess they didn't want to use the word fight. It sounds way worse <laughs> to say pound. But, but, well, but, they, but they do start yelling yeah, fight. Yeah, later, they do. So, so I, I, I guess he was just trying to, you know, uh, use a different word for whatever reason. Um, yeah. So Ugg calls Michael up to bat. He misses two pitches from telly. Uh, then after some advice from Sponge, he hits a fly ball. Uh, and after sort of running the bases, he's about to go into third base. Budnick ends up with the ball as Michael um, heads in. Budnick says he'll have to go through him. So basically, like, this is his chance. Uh, he does go through him, and they basically end up having a uh, very sort of off-screen fight. Like, you can just sort of see him sort of run into each other.
2: Yeah, they're they're kind of just like kind of like tussling on the ground more than anything.
1: Right, right, right. And I'd say you know this is an acceptable amount of fight to have back in the '90s. I mean, they probably. I mean, they're kids, Steve. (laughs) They're
2: kids. Right. What do you want? You want to? No, no. I'm saying they wouldn't have even that nowadays. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, By the way, uh, one Lee Honeycutt, who I believe you may know, is here in the chat. (laughs) Wow. Can't believe you showed up. Welcome, sis. Uh, I'll <laughs> what a what a warm welcome from you. i try to. Wow, uh, I can't believe you showed up. Why what, what, what don't you sound a little less happy about her being here? Uh, you know what? I'm happier. You here. missed uh, Yehel,
1: um admitting that he's racist against gingers. Um, but yeah, you can. That's no. Nah, I didn't admit <laughs> you it. You can always go back and uh, listen to the uh, the it's recording. It's still
2: internalized.
0: <laughs> Uh, all right, so
1: on with the show. Uh, Budnick and Mike cut two. Budnick and Michael are holding buckets of water, you know, as a punishment. Like Ugg basically uh, berates them, um, and as he goes to walk away, uh, Budnick throws his bucket of water uh, into Michael, and uh, <laughs> Ugg looks around, and you know he's stupid, so he doesn't understand
2: what what happened. And uh, now we're at yeah, and, and to be clear, like the bucket of water, like they're not just holding, they're doing the the whole thing where you have to like hold the buckets, uh, your arms out. Mm-hmm while the buckets are filled with water, and you got to hold them up in the air. Thank you for clarifying um, Which,
1: that. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like torture? It's more of a workout, so their arms can get bigger, so the next time they fight,
2: it's even more vicious. Uh... Wow, Steve, you're really into these kid <laughs> fights and <laughs> getting them to sharpen their skills and strength. I'm just telling you. I'm noticing a pattern. It could happen. disturbing trend. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah Camp Anawana is going to turn into the Warriors here if they're not careful. Yeah, this is actually the
2: origin story of the UFC, I believe. <laughs>
0: uh...
1: Wow well played. All right. So now they're at the lodge and uh the three lady campers, uh Zizi, Telly and Dina, uh they sit around Michael sort of um, you know, uh starry-eyed because, you know, he you know, went up against Budnick and they're basically asking him all these uh, getting to know you questions like what kind of music do yeah, you like,
0: yeah. uh,
2: you know, blah blah blah. Hey, so uh <laughs> this is going to be so weirdly out of place now, but uh, we're talking about, you know, how they're how you feel and want the, uh, for camp. And I Don't want it to be like a fight camp, though. Basically. That's not what I want. I'm just, you know, for children. <laughs> oh, it sounds, it sounds like that's what I you I mean. Want, it's but, basically uh, run like a prison. I mean, to be honest. <laughs> well, you know, maybe in season two, like I was saying, like and you mentioned that Michael gets replaced. Maybe they can bring in uh, Dana White as the camp counselor <laughs> for season two. <laughs>
1: So I, w- what you're really talking about here is the Salute Your Shorts uh, reboot, because um, that sounds yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, something... dark,
2: gritty, yeah. and uh, yeah, it, it's like a combination of Salute Your Shorts and Battle Royale. Zack Snyder's <laughs> Salute Your Shorts. Ooh, that sounds yeah. good. Um, so... But, uh, yeah, during this... One line I did want to mention, though, during mm-hmm. this whole scene where like you know, Budnick is watching you know, the kids like ask Michael all these questions, mm-hmm. Budnick has this great line where he says, I don't like this new guy. He's athletic and popular.
1: <laughs> yeah, everything we're not. Yeah, that's what uh, Donkey Lips says. But, yeah, before that, so Dina, who... Uh, and, like, it's weird because in the pilot, all, you know, all the characters are, you know, they're kind of uh, sort of basic and not very nuanced, and that changes as the show goes on. So, um, like, Dina is, like, super sort of ditzy, a rich girl, and she says all these really dumb things, including she she goes... Uh, she said that they had Norwegian salmon all the way from Norway because she's like saying all this stuff because she's trying to impress Michael and everyone else, and she thinks that I don't know, uh, you know, coming off rich is the way to like win friends and influence people and stuff. And and then she goes, "Does anybody care?" And then Donkey Lips like pokes his head up, and he's like. I care and I just think that's significant because the Donkey Lips like Dina <laughs> sort of um you know romance or not really romance mm-hmm. is something that carries on like throughout the show. Um and Dina says get lost and then that's when Donkey Lips goes over to Budnick and then they say the line that you said. Um
2: so uh and, they also and, and by the way that line about like oh he's athletic and popular, everything that we're not mm-hmm. uh it, it, it comes back later on at the yeah, end of the, yeah, yeah. the well, episode great. in a really good way. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, and uh, this is basically when uh, Budnick and Donkey Lips come up uh, with the idea to take down uh, Michael with. <laughs> And it's the secret society uh i mean i don't really understand how why they really need the secret society part but i mean even as a kid i always thought it was fun i was like i want to be a part of their secret society so right. that must be what it is like the the fomo if you will of not being mm-hmm. a part of the secret society and uh so sponge cut to sponge films uh michael with a camcorder Uh, and they're just sort of like out on a trail or in in the woods or whatever. Then they're ambushed by Budnick and Donkey Lips. Budnick says the secret society test of courage uh, is they have to break into the girl's bunk and bring back a few souvenirs. And in exchange, uh, Budnick and uh, Donkey Lips will leave them alone for the summer. But if
2: they refuse, do you remember what the punishment is? Uh, isn't it like, like donkey lips will sit on him and fart yes, or something that, like that. That's yeah, exactly. Which is a classic, you know, kids, teenager punishment, you know? Yep. And then donkey lips
1: goes, you're in luck. I had beans for dinner. So <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of uh sweeten it. And, uh, and then now it's, uh, dark, um, or nighttime. Dr. Khan says good night to everyone. And we are in the girls bunk. And this is just ah, such good writing. Telly and ZZ, they already know that um, Sponge and Michael are going to uh, raid the bunk. Also, Sponge was basically forced into this by Budnick and Donkey Lips as well. Um, they said so he could. Um, they even come up with a, a reason for him to come along. And says so he can document it for the school newspaper or something.
2: Yeah, because in the earlier scene he was like had a video camera. He said he like documents. Mm-hmm. Everything.
1: And uh, so they're setting up all these like Home Alone style um, sort of traps and uh, pranks, and uh, they basically just uh, turn off the lights and they go to sleep. Um, Then um, uh, anything to comment on anything that's uh, happened so far?
2: No, 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 no. You're doing you're doing a stupendous job, Steve. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. You ginger hating son of a. <laughs> I mean, listen, you're the
1: one that keeps calling them gingers. I'm, uh, no, I'm calling you out, buddy, and your hatred <laughs> of redheaded peoples. <laughs> okay, so outside, Ugg patrols the area uh, while Sponge and Michael enter the bunk. And like the music going on here is really good. In fact, the music for the entire uh, show is just uh, mm-hmm. fantastic, just perfectly yeah, underscores totally. what's going on. Um, and, uh, so they go in and, uh, they're like grabbing the stuff. He, he's trying to get Telly's mitt. He uh, lifts it up and then a Polaroid, uh, camera takes a picture of them. Is that, is that even uh is that even possible? Have you ever used a Polaroid camera before?
2: Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? Like, like, can it be on a timer or something? I mean, I know it can be on a timer, but
1: is there a way where you can, um, put something on top of it to where it's triggered when you take
2: it off. I don't know. I guess the idea is like they rigged it somehow. The girls, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, it's set it up. It's okay. I mean, this
1: is all just all fun stuff. Anyway, there's no yeah. need to nitpick it, but I just thought it was interesting. So, Ugg enters
2: the girls bunk, which <laughs> completely, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Steve, Steve, uh, you, you missed a great line here okay. where they're, uh, go over to ZZ. Cause you know, they're looking for like stuff to like take back to Budnick from the girls' mm-hmm. souvenirs and they're like oh uh zizi's diary uh and oh, here it is <laughs> sponge points out that like she's wearing like headgear like like braces mm-hmm. and sponge says oh uh, cl- i didn't know she wore headgear clearly it's to correct an overbite and that sets up a joke uh later on uh that button says so i just wanted to like i wanted to set it up oh yeah, well good again, hey, really good right that's so why you're here back. that's why you're here buddy so, yes, uh,
1: G- Ug, very inappropriately, enters <laughs> the girl's bunk, uh, and sees uh, he sees, like, some of the traps. Like, they have on the floor set up, like, your sort of classic kind of uh, alarms on a string. Like yeah, a string. like cans and things
2: that would make noise as if, like, you know, they walk on it.
1: Right, and, you know, as a... Uh, you see this and you know, if this is your first time watching this, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. They learned this in camp. Cause that's like a sort of classic kind of a, I don't know, camp or survivalist thing is that, you know, you put string around your camp with a uh, little jingly things like keys and stuff. So if someone comes mm-hmm. and tries to get you, uh, you'll hear them, you'll hear them coming, but it goes <laughs> way further than that. Uh, so, uh, he steps over the stuff, but <laughs> But then there's a dollar that is dangling on a string you yeah. know, in front of him, and so since UG is obviously the dumbest character in the entire show, he sort of thinks <laughs> he of, might be the
2: dumbest character in the entire '90s Nickelodeon uh, pantheon TV universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pantheon.
1: He thinks about it, for, and this is a very Homer Simpson thing too. He thinks about it. Doesn't think there's anything suspicious about a dangling dollar, like in the. He, he takes the dollar. And then, bam, like, all of these Home Alone-style traps go off. There's, um, like, uh, rat traps that shoot eggs at them. Um, There's um, – what else? Help me out here. I know there's feathers Uh, at some point. Yeah, there's a pie.
2: And Um, there's so much stuff, uh, man. Like, it's like like a dozen eggs total, you know, uh, a bunch of pies. Uh, I think, like, tomatoes at one point. Like, like all kinds of stuff. Like, he gets slimed, but it's, like, beans. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> so they ridiculous. must have, like, spent half the budget on this trap. And a uh, little uh, fun fact. He uh, actually got uh, feathers in his throat because of this. And he had to... Uh, Exit those feathers by using the Heimlich maneuver. Uh, the actor did, uh, you know. Oh of, wow! Yeah, because
2: yeah, feathers end up coming down. Yeah, on,
1: yep. on him too. So he he gets beamed and feathered, yeah, basically. Uh, and then there's even a, even a battering ram. <laughs>
0: Just so
1: over the top, like a medieval style battering ram comes and like basically, uh, knocks him out of the bunk. And then while all this is happening, Michael and sponge use that as their chance to escape. And, uh, it was just awesome. Very, very nineties, uh, very home
2: alone. Uh, anything else to add before we move on? No, no, you know, I usually hate these kind of like scenes where, uh, like those home alone trap type things. Mm -hmm. I usually hate it, but, it It's so much stuff that gets thrown at him, and it's so ridiculous because it just goes on and on and on that it ends up like being really funny because it's like so over the top. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yep, I agree
1: 100%. So Ugg somehow runs to the boys' bunk and he promises like uh, pizza and milkshakes for the rest of the summer to whoever tells him who did this to him. And uh, man, this is a great line. Budneck says, Sorry, big bird. Go pluck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh so hard. I mean, that's just like, you know, one letter or two letters away from, you know, saying a different word. And it's just like, man, early 90s Nickelodeon was so edgy. God, I miss yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Michael gives uh, Budnick the uh, item. Oh, yeah. So Ug uh, leaves. Michael gives uh, Budnick the items he took from the girls, uh, except for Telly's glasses, which they can't find. Um, so they go out in the woods, but before they do, um, and again, this is, this is important, uh, Budnick, he offers to help, but for a price. And he takes his uh, flashlight and he shines it on uh, Michael's boombox. So basically, it's like, you give me the boom box, I'll help
2: you look for the glasses, and, is um, this Steve? Is is these? Is this where they read the diary though? Oh uh, yeah, yes it is. So um, when he reads the when Budnick reads the diary, <laughs> like he sees that like Zizi wrote uh, something about how like Michael is athletic, and talented, and else. everything, everything, everything Budnick's wrote, not. Yeah. Yeah, everything Budnick's not, which is what he had said about himself. <laughs> That's <laughs> so good. Oh man, just and then. And then Budnick's line uh, in response, you know, he's pissed about this. is so funny because he says, who cares what that stupid wolf says? Referring to, like, her having an overbite. Right, you right. You know, that was, like, referenced earlier. So, ah, uh, it was so good, like, so clever, well written. Yeah, this
1: is uh, better than it has any right to be. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Michael, all right, they're looking for the glasses. And then you hear the sound of uh, crunching glasses. Michael steps on the glasses. And, um... Basically, they're like, uh, you know, uh-oh, and so cut to uh, breakfast table um, the girls uh, Approach the boys telly is now wearing swim goggles. Uh, the girls are very angry that their stuff is gone and um, actually They, um, uh, Michael and Sponge, they have, like, a chat with Budnick uh, beforehand, and he basically says that, uh, hey, you're in the secret society now, like, you have me as a friend, so we're going to make sure somebody else gets blamed for you uh, ruining uh, Telly's glasses, Um, and uh, so just out of nowhere, they blame some uh, random uh, kid um, who's just sitting, you know, trying to enjoy his breakfast. The kid... (laughs)
2: Dude. Oh wait, but even before they got to the breakfast, like there there's a shot of like the loudspeaker outside and Dr. Khan over the loudspeaker <laughs> says Good morning, counselor uh, campers. There's no need to run to breakfast. I've already taken the prizes out of the cereal. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> like, what a dick. <laughs> oh man. Um so... so But yeah, yeah, they point at the kit at the mm-hmm. table and uh to say he did it and So it's another table where there's a bunch of kids sitting, and then all the kids except one, like, leave the table. They're, like, scatter. Yeah, one, like, sad, creepy-looking kid who,
1: I don't know, He reminded me of, like, Stephen King or something, (laughs) just (laughs) with his glasses or whatever. A little Garth Marenghi-esque. Yeah, Uh actually, he was. Uh, So um, Budnick grabs a thing of syrup and says, It's awful waffle time! And then they, then it starts getting a little weird, very uh, tribal, if you will. They grab the kid and put him on the table. And the weird part here is that the kid isn't even struggling. He's just like, well, this is just how it is. Like, this is my fate. Yeah. This is my lot in life. <laughs>
2: he, doesn't, and he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he doesn't
1: protest. Doesn't- like nothing.
2: I mean, I know. I'm sure that the kid didn't like have any lines here because they don't want to have to. You have to pay him more, right, 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 uh, if if he has a speaking line. So I'm sure like it was a budget thing, but it does come off a little weird. Honestly, I would say this is my only like minor nitpick. Uh, yeah, with, with with the whole episode, but I mean, it's whatever. I mean, it
1: it reminded me of when you know, Bible man showed up at, you know, inside the church and like, no one cared that he was there. They just, uh, didn't pay him any mind, <laughs> but, uh, right. uh, anyway. All right. So moving on. So they're preparing this kid for an awful waffle. Michael asks sponge what an awful waffle is. And he whispers it in his ear and whatever it is, it's so bad <laughs> It causes Michael, like, basically to confess and to apologize to, uh, Telly. And, uh, of course, uh, everyone's disappointed now because before Michael was the, you know, the golden boy who stood up to Budnick. And now right. Telly is basically like, oh, you're no, you're no better than Budnick. You're just as bad as him. And, uh, um, Budnick is like, uh, you know, he would have gotten away with it, you know? Uh, well, basically... Michael and, and the rest, like, basically leave, you know, shows over, they're leaving, and Budnick, he says to Sponge, he's like, hey, you know, what an idiot, he would have gotten away with it, but at least we have one member uh, for the new, uh, you know, secret society, you know, referring to Sponge, and then uh, Sponge, I guess, uh, inspired by uh, Michael's uh, honesty, uh, decides, or he says that, you know, they should have t-shirts, and then he grabs
2: some ketchup, and he uh <laughs> Yeah yeah but Nick's like, oh what should we have on the t on the t shirts? And uh I wonder if you had the same thought I did. Like so like he picks up the ketchup sponge does and he like spray he's like, Oh, they should have like an SS for Secret Society. And then he like puts SS on his chest with ketchup. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> the yeah. SS like the Nazis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that we might be reading a little too deep into that. I, I think we
2: are. I think But hey,
1: that's what this show is all about. Um and uh yeah so, yeah, basically, he sprays Bud Nick and then runs away. I mean, basically, I'd say it's just so he can have, uh, I guess, like an, a positive end to his character arc, I guess. Um, I mean, I don't know. What do you think about Sponge's actions here?
2: Because before, he was just I mean, the dude who went along with everything. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be that Michael inspired him. Uh, but I also feel, and I could be misremembering the show, but I think, like, this was a pretty common thing where – and you know there would be a lot of episodes where somebody stands up to the bullying, right? You know mm-hmm. from those guys. So I think it's like pretty frequent occurrence, if I remember. Yeah, correctly. yeah. I mean, it's not. Uh, eh, it works. It works for sure. Yeah, but you know I think it's good because you want to see the bad guys, the bullies, get their come comeuppance. Soon, oh, and certainly kids would. One so hundred. I think. It yeah,
1: and you're right. If he wouldn't have uh, you know sprayed him with ketchup, then yeah, that never would have happened. So yeah, good good point. All right. So now we are back at the guy's bunk. And um, after telling Sponge he's not interested in leaving the bunk, um, basically, you know, they're implying that Michael's just sort of been staying in the bunk, you know, kind of being uh, down on himself for uh, all the events that transpired. Michael, he leans back on his bed, and um, he, like, hits his head on something hard. And behind his pillow is uh, his uh, boombox, which is a pretty awesome little reveal. And um, then Telly shows up and basically she's like, hey, I won it off of uh, Budnick uh, playing uh, tetherball, which again, I mean, this place is run like a prison, so, you know, you can uh, you can go with it. <laughs> hey, we had tetherball at my elementary Yeah, school. I know, but <laughs> are, were you playing kids for their like lunch money and their items and stuff? It's like, hey, yo, kid, you beat
2: me in tetherball. You know, i give you 20 bucks if I beat you uh. <laughs> Right. It is. Okay, that is prison-like, but you know, Dino White runs a tight ship. Yeah. Uh, you
1: know. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Telly said Says that she got a uh, contacts um that insurance paid for him and then she also says that she you know would have you know really hated Michael had he not told her the truth so he's only kind of like a, a half sleaze ball, not a full Yeah, she says ball. she's
2: like, she's like I half hate you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because yeah. don't they have like a bit of a romantic relationship throughout the series, I thought? Or uh, I like, can yeah, I'm, misremembering I'm that? Maybe
1: on again, off again. I mean, it's like clear the that, they're, that they're planting the seeds because uh, earlier they were like, hey, we've got the same shoes because the, the I guess the idea is that they're both into sports. So, you know, of course, they yeah. would both be into each other. Um so, uh, and then what happened? All right, so they exit, and uh, or Telly and Michael exit, and then ZZ and Dina uh,
2: TP the boys' bunk. and Yeah, uh, they say, Oh, we got to hurry up and TP this entire room before they get back. So it was the girls' plan to get them back and prank the boys back. Yeah. So they kind of, so again, like Michael, deservedly so, he gets a little bit of comeuppance, mm-hmm. you know. Even though uh, you know he's more like a like a criminal with a heart of gold, yeah. I guess you could say. <laughs> wow, you know, he's not very noir, very indeed. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: but yeah, and that's that's pretty much uh, the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's uh, run the bumper. Here we go uh so before we completely render our verdict i had a little bit of um trip i think i touched on all of like the little tidbits that i wrote down because there was a lot they were just saying like um originally you know uh, in this episode obviously uh donkey lips is like a bully or, or henchman to budnick but obviously that changes as the um as the show went on he became like more you know lovable uh, basically a lovable mm-hmm. oaf if you will um and uh in the uh the pilot that you can watch on youtube uh donkey lips is the bully and budnick is the um is the henchman uh but uh in between like the time between filming like the unaired pilot and the first episode like uh budnick hit a growth spurt and um they thought that he You know, was just so charismatic that they went ahead and made him the the head bully. Um, And uh, here's a little uh, tidbit that I've never noticed, and I'm just interested if you picked up on this. Apparently, in every episode, there's a hidden rubber chicken with a cigarette in its mouth. Did you even see that in this episode? No. Yeah, me either. Nope. And uh, I guess probably the most important piece of info here is, you know, why the show ended. And uh, I guess at this point in um, Nickelodeon's uh, production history, they were moving everything uh, to Orlando. And basically the people involved with Salute Your Shorts was like, hey, we don't want to move to Orlando. Uh, and there was also sort of a disagreements between the creator and Nickelodeon. Uh, they couldn't agree on like future budgets. So sadly, we only got two seasons of Salute Your Shorts yeah. because of that. Uh, and, uh, and last but not least, I'll mention in 1997, Nickelodeon had reduced Salute Your Shorts to the weekends only, only airing one episode on Saturday uh, and one on Sunday. And then by February of 1998, the series was officially scrubbed from programming, uh, along with all the other early 1990s programming, because the new head of the company at the time wanted to change their image to more corporate and kid-friendly and thought that the majority of the 1990s uh, shows were too adult-oriented. So there you go. That's when we went from cool, edgy Nickelodeon to, you know, Disney Channel Nickelodeon. Yeah. Well,
2: I'm sure it's, it's due to the success of Nick Jr. You know, I'm, I'm sure that that had a lot to do with it. Because from what I remember, I remember reading somebody about it a long time ago. And mm-hmm. basically, like, Nick Jr. did very, very well. And a lot of the shows on Nick Jr. were cheaper to purchase and produce uh, versus, you know, a lot of the other 90s, like, Nick shows. <laughs> Even though they, were, they're not, they weren't expensive to produce by TV standards, you mm-hmm. still had, you know, shows like, I don't know, like Guts and Wild and Crazy Kids where you had a lot of sets or a mm-hmm. lot of kids there and blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yeah. And don't forget about Are You
1: Afraid of the Dark, a show that we already yep. covered. Uh, if you like to hear people talk about other Nickelodeon shows, uh, But uh, without further ado, uh, Camper Velasquez, um, do you think that Salute Your Shorts should be remembered for all of human history or uh, tossed in the void of obscurity,
2: never to be heard from again? Uh, Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I think it should be remembered. Uh, it It held up even better than I thought it would. And I think I liked it better now than I did as a kid because I got, like, all the jokes this time. Mm-hmm. And I and I could really, like, better appreciate the, the writing and, you know, all the setups and that kind of stuff. Uh, what about you? Oh, yeah.
1: I agree 100%. I think, uh, you know, back when you're watching this as a kid, you're like, oh, I like this, but you don't really know why you like it. Um, but, yeah, now, <laughs> I mean, clearly – I mean, the writing was just uh, fantastic. Uh, The acting is good. Um, Mm -hmm. Great uh, personalization of all the the characters and everything. And uh, yeah, I mean, really, I mean, I think it was pretty obvious that, you know, both of us were, you know, big fans from the get-go. But it was weird. Uh, I was reading that, I mean, you know, throughout the 90s or when they took this off the show, or off of Nickelodeon, there was nowhere to watch it at all. Like not even, uh, I don't even think there was like a DVD for the longest time. So luckily you can go watch it on Paramount Plus and hey, if enough people watch it and talk about it and care about it, Maybe they'll bring back a nice nerfed version of it that isn't funny or interesting at all.
2: <laughs> Either that, or a gritty reboot. Uh, <laughs> UFC Junior maybe will be. Uh, it'll air right after Silk Stockings Junior. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yes. Call back. Well done. I didn't want to mention uh, Smoke Monster in the chat uh, when we were talking about you know the the change in kind of programming on Nickelodeon. He mentioned that Brennan Snippy left a bad taste in their mouth. And that there is a great documentary about the best Nickelodeon years called The Orange Years. I think it's on Hulu. Uh, it's been on my watch list forever. I, I keep forgetting about it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. And Smoke Monster says he highly recommends it. All right. Well, if you can't trust a guy named
1: Smoke Monster, then who can you trust? I mean, aside from yeah. us. Well named Zeke. That's who. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, us here at uh, Obscurity Now. And uh, anything else uh, before we sign? Oh, we got to do the remembered. Here we go.
0: In accordance to Obscurity Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, Good show.
1: All right. Well, that is uh, basically our show. Uh, anything else to add, uh, Camper hell before we sign off here today?
2: No, no, no. Uh, I do see that Smoke Monster said he doesn't trust himself any longer after he found himself enjoying a Lego game recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna block you from the channel. <laughs> I man, don't, God, those games are okay. There's no- Yeah, they're fine. I've played a couple of them. They're they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there too. a "Loot you uh, Your
1: Shorts" Lego game that I'm un- unaware of? Because why even bring it up, Smoke Monster? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, he's a Lego head now. He just looks for any excuse to uh, to bring it up, much like I look for any excuse to bring up my. <laughs> oh, we're back on that, again. Uh, which uh, it'll be uh, the one-year anniversary in a little bit under four months. Steven, oh, so. I know a piece. So look, look look forward to the special vasectomy episode of Obscurity well, Now. I'm
1: sorry to bring uh, bring it back to the podcast, but uh, this is episode <laughs> uh, 95 of Obscurity Now, and I meant to mention this at the beginning of the of the show, but um, yeah, we're uh, going to be hitting 100 here soon. Um, if for some reason you listen and aren't subscribed, please do. I mean, I would love for us to hit 500 on YouTube before our 500 subscribers that is on youtube before we get to our 100th episode just you know for no other reason than it's a nice round yeah. number but uh but yeah i mean yeah
2: and uh steve smoke monster mentioned that he's had a vasectomy too i just uh <laughs> wow i'm there. feeling left out um and you well you know i would love for us to have 500 subscribers too but i would like a, at least a third of those to be uh uh, vasectomite. Vasectomites? had a vasectomy, so
1: <laughs> that was a great Well, time. you know, is they can subscribe as long as they don't have red hair. Is that what you were going to say?
2: <laughs> Listen, uh, they'll be, uh, I'll tell you what, for the 500 subscriber gets a free vasectomy. <laughs> Who's going to do I'll, it? Uh, <laughs> a, a oh, uh, I mean, I Steve. thought you uh, <laughs> were going to do it.
1: Right? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No. I mean, maybe maybe if they're red hair. <laughs> It. so what you're saying is you're trying to wipe out the uh red-haired species off the face of the earth is that what you're saying
2: steve steve if they want the vasectomy and they have red hair and that means less of these <laughs> people Okay. <I'm just> <laughs>
1: uh all right well i think uh, we've alienated ourselves enough at least from people with red hair um so uh, shall we uh sign off for today And I guess last but not least, there's uh, still plenty of issues of uh, or copies of Escape to Earth. Uh, Number one, um, if you'd like to order one, there'll be a link in uh, the description. Uh, Until then, make sure you join us next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next
0: time. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Ob- Obscure Now.